Welcome to Live in Space. Today's subject, we're going to be talking about sound, audio, headphones, speakers, pretty much all well-rounded about audio gear. Specifically going to talk about uh, headphones. I just bought a a, a new pair of headphones just recently, so we're going to go through... uh, a bunch of different types of uh, bunch of different types of uh, headphones that you can uh, take a look at and uh, see which one works best for yourself. Uh, there's a lot of different ones to choose from. I actually uh, studied quite a bit and uh, looked into what kind of headphones I was actually needing for my kind of studio. And there are uh, a there, there, there's a few different kinds, so we'll go through and take a look and see what kind of headphones there are, what kind of options you got there. And uh, we'll probably talk about like speakers and things like that. Uh, again, it's uh, pretty much anything audio, so that is going to be a fun topic today. And I uh, just want to start off, uh, just uh, let everybody know that uh, this podcast is all just my opinion, so everything that you hear on this podcast is uh, pretty much everything that I've thought of, uh, my opinions on everything, audio, uh, technical stuff, uh, sound, engineering, uh, working in a DAW, or anything about synthesizers and things like that. So uh, if you haven't heard the, the, the podcast before, that's kind of the, uh, the subject of what I'm doing here. So uh, exploring pretty much uh, anything that has something to do with um, music, production, sound, podcasting. I'm doing this podcast for a little while. It's pretty fun. I'll have to admit I've been having a good time doing it. So yeah, things like that. And uh, just recently, I bought a new uh, microphone. I got the RE320 from ElectroVoice. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun playing around with it, doing some cool podcast episodes with it as well. And uh, so I decided to upgrade some headphones, get something a little bit better. I was using before. uh, I actually had a pair of these uh, Beats headphones. They were studio monitors. (laughs) And uh, these things, uh, they were okay, but uh, they had had a lot of uh how do you say open uh, they were actually an open backed headphone which basically means that the sound can go in and out of the headphone and that caused uh a lot of bleeding like sound wise coming out of the headphone it uh just kind of became uncomfortable you know around the house and i can hear them all throughout everywhere in the house people could hear them in the house so i decided to go with a uh, a closed back headphone so that way i can uh focus 100 percent on what i'm doing and not bother others around me and not only that also i wanted to uh have a good pair of headphones to do the podcast so i can talk through the microphone and uh sound good and uh, listen to myself back monitor my stuff on the uh, podcast and uh i'd have to say that these uh new headphones I got. Uh, We'll just go ahead and talk about it. these new headphones I got, I went with the uh, the Baradynamics. I believe that's how you say it. Baradynamic. The DT770 Pros. These are the closed back headphones. Uh, These headphones are mostly for uh, mixing. Uh, They're also good for uh, doing like podcasts and things like that. Uh, You do have different options though. I mean, you can go with what they call a 990, which is an open back. Now, these are uh, supposedly also great for mixing as well. They have a more natural sound, I guess you could say. Uh, the 770s, though, I wanted to have a closed back. Like I said, I didn't want sound escaping from my headphones and uh, going into the microphone or whatever. Uh, or, like I said, bothering other people around. And uh, I'd have to say that these uh, headphones are pretty cool. I do uh, enjoy them a lot. 
And uh, there are a lot of different options out there and uh, a lot of different price ranges as well. And this one was actually just in my price range. I like to uh, keep things affordable. And uh, I believe you can get them right now for $159. Yeah, I see on Sweetwater.com you can get them for $159. Normally it goes for about $279, so you're saving about $120, bucks, I guess. Now, the $279 is usually the what they call the MSRP, which is like the uh, uh, suggested retail price is what they would normally go for. But, uh, you know, a lot of times you'll never pay the full price on them. They're always on sale. So that's the great thing about Sweetwater is you can always go on there and see that they always have things on sale. And uh, so I decided to pick them up, and uh, so far I'm pretty uh, pretty happy about them. These are actually the uh, 250 ohm uh, version of the headphones. If you don't know what that is, that's the impedance. Uh, they do require more power to push uh, instead of like a 32 ohm or like I think they have like an 80. I'm not sure. It might be, but. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, there's a 32 ohm and an 80 ohm. And those are more for like plugging into like, you know, an MP3 player or something like that. It doesn't require as much power to push. But uh, if you get a higher impedance, which is the 250 ohm, the one I got, the one I have right now, uh, it, it's more. Uh, more detail oriented. Uh, the more power you put into it, the more detail you get back out of the headphones. Uh, and the last pair of headphones I had, the. Uh, the uh, Beats, <laughs> uh, they, ha they actually had like a battery. There was two AAAs running it, and uh, that thing boosted it so much that when I plugged it into my Tascam, my uh, my mixer, uh, I barely had to turn the volume up. I mean, I barely. You're talking about like maybe just like right off the minimum area, and they would just be blasting through my ears. So uh, there was definitely a volume control issue with those headphones. They obviously boost the crap out of them, which makes them extremely loud. And I did notice that the last pair of headphones I had, those beats, they were very, very bass-driven. So if you talk about uh, just being loud in general and just being extremely obnoxious, they, they were definitely that. And uh, these headphones, they are quite nice. They're not, they're not like that. They're very detailed. Uh, they're very quaint, quiet. Uh, and I pick up an incredible amount of detail. Uh, I can pick up a lot of great sound uh, from mixing my uh, songs or doing this podcast. So uh, it's definitely interesting and uh, I'm uh, having a good time with it. So uh, today we'll just kind of go through. I can uh, talk about different options about headphones. There's several different options out there and it depends on how much you really want to spend. Uh, you know, I mean, to be completely honest, you're going to be good with a pair of like $150 pair of headphones compared to like a $1,500 pair of headphones. And, uh, you know, some of them out there, they're just uh, catered to design, feel, things like that. And of course, you want to have a, you know, you want to have a comfortable headphone on your head because you, you're going to wear them for a while. Or if you do a lot of things on your computer, you know, you might want to you know, wear them for a long period of time. So you definitely want comfort. But when it comes to style and things like that, I think that they do charge for style and things that are kind of, you know, just not necessary. So you got to be kind of uh, observant of those kind of things. And when it comes to sound quality and things like that, you know, I, I mean, I can't obviously you'd have to try them, you know, before you would even assess that. But there are a lot of reviews out there and a lot of, uh, you know, customers that have actually, you know, reviewed the product and you kind of go off of what they might say and what they, you know, recommend and all that. And, uh, you know, uh, basically do some research and find out, you know, which ones are probably the better fit for yourself when it comes to sound quality and things like that. But uh, more more money involved doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get get a better quality sound out of the headphones. I've even heard of people complaining about buying like a $900 pair of headphones. And those are, you know, 900 bucks is a lot to spend on a microphone. And they work just as good or if even better than like the the pair of headphones I got for 159 so uh yeah just uh you know do your research and take a look and see which ones are a better fit for your price range and what you're going to be doing with them uh, of course if you're going to be doing a lot of mixing and stuff like that they do recommend an open back 
pair of headphones. Uh, I went against that though because I want to have, like I said, controlled sound. I want to make sure that I can control the sound and not have like a lot of excess sound coming out of my headphones. Uh, it just kind of seems like it de- de- defeats the purpose of having a headphone, to be honest with you. And you, you might as well go with a monitor, uh, what do you call, a stereo paired monitor uh, set of speakers or something like that. If you're really going to be doing a lot of monitoring and things like that, you might not really necessarily care about headphones. So uh, yeah, that's also an option. But uh, I, I remember uh, just talking about uh, headphones here for a minute. I do remember uh, just kind of like having specific types of headphones, you know, from when I was younger and, uh, uh, you know, just uh, basically like the progression of headphones that I, I used to own and now what I'm using now today. And uh, if you're if you're talking way back, I do remember when they used to have like these cheap, just like JVC headphones that I used to use when I was, uh, uh, you know, like in school and whatnot. Uh, they used to have these JVCs that uh, would come with your, uh, uh, you know, like a CD player or a tape cassette or something like that. And uh, <laughs> I remember back then when I used to use those, uh, it was just amazing that you can have sound, you know, off of a portable device and just listen to music, whether you're riding the bus to school or something like that. Of course, you couldn't use them in school back then. They would uh, they would tell you you couldn't do those kind of things in class. But uh, today, I guess they even recommend that kids bring headphones to school. So that must be a new thing going on right now. So I don't know. Uh, but I remember using cheap JVC, uh, just plastic, you know, they, they didn't even weigh like maybe like an ounce. They were so light and cheap. Uh, but, uh, then everybody started wearing these earbuds. Uh, you would put these little ear, like, well, I guess they call them buds obviously. And they would just go right into your ear hole. And, uh, I remember my friends would uh, be listening to music, uh, whether they were, you know, on the bus or at lunch or whatever, something like that. They would be blasting those things so loud. I could actually hear them coming out of their ear, just how loud they were. I remember a lot of kids in school used to blast those so loud. And of course, you know, you were just kind of naive back then. You would just blast them as loud as you could, you know, get the sound coming out and just listen to your music, whatever, have a good time. I don't know. But it was just crazy, you know. Uh, wearing those things. I never was really too into the earbuds. I I do know, though, that they do sell like uh, sound uh, isolating earbuds now that uh, supposedly work very, very well. Uh, But if you're going to be spending hundreds of dollars on a, you know, good set of headphones, I like I like something physically, you know, that feels good that I can put over my ears and things like that. Uh, to me, it just seems like it feels like the quality is much more, you know, much more there than just sticking like an earbud in my ears. I don't know. I just don't like it, I guess. But, uh, I also remember Bose. Bose was a big thing back in the, uh, I don't know, maybe early two thousands or something like that. Maybe even before that as well. But Bose used to make, uh, actually pretty decent headphones, uh, back in the day. Uh, I remember you, I mean, as far as I know, I mean, I wasn't into like pro audio gear when I was younger, but Bose was just a huge marketing thing back in the day. I remember that they used to sell like these uh, sound isolating headphones. I don't know if they were the first ones to do it, but I do remember, uh, you know, uh, some people in my family actually owned like these self isolating headphones. And eventually I wanted to get a pair of uh, Bose headphones myself. Uh, I remember I worked at this uh, Fry's Electronics uh, store way back in the day, and I actually bought a pair of Bose. They were a wired version. Uh, they actually didn't have those wireless ones very well. I mean, back in like 2003 or four or whatever, maybe five. Uh, now today, that's all they sell. They, I, I actually checked the, uh, what do you call it, Bose website. I don't even think they sell a wired pair of headphones anymore. And these headphones I had, they were really good. I don't even know if I can really look them up, but uh, they were, uh, very, very clear, very good sounding. I used to use them on, on my computer a lot and, uh, I used to wear them so much. I remember <laughs> I practically had them on all the time and, uh, eventually they just wore out, but they, they worked pretty good for a long time. They felt like a really good pair of headphones, you know, that you can, uh, kind of like, you know, toss around and stuff and they, they wouldn't really get messed up or anything like that. 
But uh, yeah, I do remember those. Those are pretty good uh, bows back in the day. I don't know how they are now. I do know that if you go into Costco, you see them all the time. They're always trying to sell them on the shelf. And even then, like, I mean, if you go there and the, the prices are still, they don't reflect even what a pro pro series headphone would, would, would be like. I mean, I think if you get like a pair of bows now, it's like you're paying at least 300 or more. Uh, I could be wrong, maybe a little less, but uh, if you're if you're honestly gonna get uh, a pair of headphones that are made by Bose or whatever, I, I would probably just go with a Pro Series Baradynam- Barad. Man, I have a hard time saying that Barry Dynamic uh, headphone. So uh, so far. That's the one that I really put a lot of research into is checking out the Barodynamic headphone. <laughs> I don't know. That that word just escapes me. And uh, like I said, there's a few different versions of the headphone. You got your, let's see here. Actually, the, the first pair I wanted to get, I did see this interesting looking pair of headphones called the DT150 Closed Back Isolating Studio Headphones. And they go for about $199 right now. And uh, from what I hear, the frequency response is probably one of the most vast ones out of the three lower versions. Let me see here. No, I guess I'm wrong. The 770s go from 5 five hertz to 35 kilohertz. The 990s go from 5 hertz to 35 kilohertz. So it's the same. Um, the DT one fifties, I guess they cut some of that low end and they go from 15 Hertz to 30 kilohertz. So they cut a little bit off the, the back and the front. Uh, but from what I've heard, these headphones were supposed to be really, really good. And, uh, this was the first pair of headphones I was really interested in. And not only that, it's kind of interesting. The, the design, it's not like a normal pair of headphones you would normally consider. It's kind of a square looking thing happening there. Uh, even though the, uh, the nine nineties and the seven seventies are, they're round, they're rounded off, but I'm kind of glad I didn't go with those I'm kind of glad that I went with something a little bit more modern because I, I believe that squared off look, that's kind of a retro kind of look, I guess you would say in a pair of headphones, but, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm pretty happy with these guys. So, uh, I'd, I'd have to say that the seven seventies, yeah, not too bad. They also do have a, uh, higher series. It's like, you know, they're, the, what they call the 1990s and the 1770s and these are they're significantly more uh they normally go for 699 now if you get them on sweetwater they're 599 so you get a hundred dollars off but uh as far as i know the main difference i would probably have to say is that they're just maybe more comfortable. Uh, maybe there's a better response on them. I don't know. Well, let's see. The frequency response is five hertz to forty kilohertz. So you're getting five more, five more kilohertz on the top end. I don't know if that's going to make much of a difference. Uh, but they are, I guess, just a better grade material. Uh, maybe they are more comfortable. The, the design's slightly different. Um, although the one that I have, the 770s, uh, pretty much everything on this headphone is uh, replaceable. So if anything starts to wear off or go bad, they actually have a whole list of different parts you can buy. You can even upgrade the the earpieces, you know, if you want better ones that, that kind of isolate it a little bit more. They have like a leather uh, earpiece that can go in there. You can actually just switch them out. Um, let me see. Yeah, 70s, 70s. Let me see here. They actually have a uh, the ear pads that go in the 70, 770s or even uh, probably even the, the 990s, whatever. I'm pretty sure they're universal, but uh, these guys will go in there, and they're actually made with leather, and you could just buy a pair of those. Wow, 69 bucks. That's kind of expensive, but if you wanted leather, I guess you could go and uh, buy that, and you have leather backs or whatever you call on the inside. 
And I imagine that there's like, there's different kinds. There's like a bunch of different kinds. They even got ones for AKG. Okay, this one's fully leather. Okay, this one's 100%. Okay, and this actually it fits a 770. So for 59, it's actually a little cheaper, and the thing is actually 100% leather or fake leather. I think it's fake leather. It's not really real leather, but memory foam padding with, uh, oh, sheepskin. Huh. So maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe it is. And it actually fits a lot of different types of headphones, but uh yeah, that's what's kind of cool about these headphones is that a lot of different pieces are replaceable, including the top part, the uh, the thing that actually goes on top of your head. There's actually little buttons, and you can pull those off, and your wire is actually hidden back there as well. So I think that's kind of neat. That's an interesting design mechanism. So, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of headphones out there that you can't do these kind of things, and once they go bad and once they actually wear out, you're kind of stuck with it, or you're just going to have to buy a new pair head, n- new pair headphones, I guess. But, you know, uh, that's kind of cool. That's a cool option. So if anything ever happens to these, you could just replace the uh, the inside pieces or the top piece or whatever piece you need to replace. So except for the actual, you know, drivers inside the headphones, which that's going to be pretty much you know, the whole headphone piece, uh, you'd have to replace them if those break. <laughs> but uh, just just keep in mind, if you're wearing headphones, try not to blast like the volume way too hard. You know, I mean, you can actually distort them and then you get a problem. So that won't be good. And as far as I know, when it comes to the Bear Dynamic headphone series, they actually have a burn-in period, there, which basically means there's a period of time that you have to use them until they actually start to sound as natural as they're supposed to sound. So at first, they're a little stiff. From what I've heard, I'm so far, I mean, I they sound good to me. I have no complaints, but if they get better, that's even better to me. You know, I mean, if it, if it just happens to get a lot nicer, a little bit more loose, maybe. I mean, I don't want them to get loose, but they basically say that the more you use it, the more it's going to actually sound more natural or whatever. So we'll see how that works. I'm not sure how long it actually takes for that to happen. Maybe a, maybe a month or something. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess the more you use it, the better it sounds or something. So that's good news, I guess. Uh, besides that, they have, I mean, just all kinds of different headphones. Sennheiser makes headphones. I never used Sennheiser. I know my friends were always talking about Sennheiser. I was like, geez, shut up about Sennheiser already. I get it. You know, I mean, they're probably pretty good, but man, they used to talk about this one pair of headphones. Probably like, let me see the HD 280 pros. Maybe that's, that's the one they were talking about. It's like a hundred bucks, something like that. And, uh, apparently they're supposed to be good headphones. So, uh, Sennheiser makes good headphones. They even go up to $1,600 too. I mean, for the HD 800 S. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess everybody makes a high end and then there, there's a low end and you know, whatever. So how do you choose? Right. Uh, to be honest, don't take my advice on it. I have no idea how you choose these headphones. I just kind of go off of what people say about them, you know, and, uh, usually the more affordable ones are going to be the ones that people will tell you to go buy. Obviously you want to do that, you know, because you don't want to go buy a $2,000 pair of headphones, your first pair of headphones. I mean, you're going to start off with the best and never know what the end or the low end ones, you know, sound like or whatever. How can you can compare it? You know, I mean, who knows? I mean, I guess the best is always good, but in some situations you might not need the best, you know, you try something, you know, within a reasonable limit and then, you know, increase later, maybe get a little bit better and then you'll know what kind of taste you have and then you'll start buying the right products. Who knows? Um, I know Neumann makes a pair of headphones. They make a, actually they call them monitors for your head, reference monitors, I guess. And, uh, those guys go for about 500 bucks. Uh, I've heard of good reviews. I've also heard of mixed reviews and people saying that they're not as good as they actually say they are. Uh, But then again, I guess it's just like microphones. Everybody's going to have their opinion. Like this one sounds good or this one sounds bad or this one's, you know, trash. I've heard people use some pretty crazy language about how bad something is. But I guess that's all, you know, matter of opinion. Uh, But yeah. So they make a pair of headphones 
Um, what else? I mean, you got all kinds of different kinds of audio companies. I don't even know. Focal, never heard of them. Uh, Adam Audio, KRK, Sony, <laughs> Sony. Actually, from what I heard, the Sony, the uh, what is it, the MDR seventy five zero six, reliable, accurate studio headphones. From what I heard, those are actually not bad. And a lot of radio, uh, a lot of radio guys use them. To be honest, I've seen a lot of radio guys use those headphones. So there must be something okay about it. Uh, Sony, I don't know. I <laughs> when's the last time I ever bought a Sony product? I do know Sony makes a ten thousand dollar microphone though i mean damn i mean i don't know how 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 good could a ten thousand dollar microphone be oh man yeah moving on uh sure 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 uh yeah they have all kinds of different types of microphones i mean i the most expensive goes to 499 so I, I would imagine they are kind of somewhere in the middle or they either give a lot of quality one or the other I, I do know Sure makes a good microphone. Uh, they make a lot of different types of microphones. So, you know, maybe nothing wrong with the Sure headphone. Uh, they got one, uh, the SRH 440, and then they basically are all just SRH, except the numbers keep going up. Uh, studio favorites for tracking and monitoring is the SRH 440. So gives you great sound at affordable at a affordable price. I'm kind of mumbling there, but uh, yeah, 99 bucks for that one. And of course, if you want the pinnacle of comfort and quality, the SRH 1540, and that's professional monitoring headphone envelope that you in comfort and quality headphones envelope you. I think they misspelled that or something. Uh, clear, high, smooth, mid-range, and warm bass makes them for ideal monitoring, mastering. All right. So, yeah, sounds like a good deal. And, of course, AKG. I've seen a lot of AKG. I've seen a lot of people use them. There's a lot of guys on uh, YouTube that use AKG. And uh, I think because they actually have the most affordable mic. I mean, <laughs> mic- they have the most affordable headphone um, for 69 bucks. The K240 Studio. Studio quality headphones for everyone. So there you go. Everyone can enjoy the studio quality sound with AKG Harman. And Harman, Harman, that sounds familiar. I, I believe they make... Um, there's a Harman company that makes speakers too. I'm sure they're the guy, the same guys. Uh, pretty good uh, speakers, or either commercially produced, I guess. Speakers Harman, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, AKG. I see a lot of guys using those, and I wow, um, they do make a fifteen hundred dollar microphone though. So that I guess I just didn't see that at first. So they do make a really big high end, almost like two grand if, for the MSRP. Wow. The AKG K872. Mix with confidence. Yeah. <laughs> mix with confidence. I, I would imagine for $1,500 you can mix with confidence. I would hope so. I would hope so for $1,500. I don't think I would ever spend $1,500 on a pair of headphones ever. And I, I even said last time on my uh, microphone uh, podcast I was justifying, a you know, any kind of reason to buy a, a microphone that's over a thousand dollars and uh now the more i look at them it's like well maybe it's not so bad a thousand dollars for like you know annoyment or something like that but i i have to get that out of my head there's no way i don't know dude it's just way too much money way too much money man uh oh one other one audio technica a lot of djs use this this headphone in fact, actually, they're the most affordable. At 49 they sell an ATH-M20X. Outstanding comfort and performance. Exceptional performance and an exceptionally low price. And actually, the highest that they go is 299 I mean, as far as I know in this magazine, I'm actually just reading this out of the Sweetwater magazine, uh, online, they might have a huge selection. <laughs> I mean, you're talking... Uh, if you go on to sweetwater.com right here, I mean, I'm just looking at the front page. There's a huge list of my, I mean, headphones. They just keep going on and on and on. I mean, focal listening, AKG, Westone, Behringer makes headphones, you know. I mean, Samson, I didn't even talk about that. Uh, I'm just reading out of this magazine. I mean, they kind of give you some low end and then they go up and, you know, high end. But uh, the Audio Technica, the one in the Sweetwater brochure, 
Um, uh, for two ninety nine, this uh, says oh, it says amazing isolation. So these headphones offer an extreme sound quality that Audio Technica is known for, but with the kind of acoustic isolation that makes them ideal for use in loud environments when you need to block out noise and lock the music in. These are it. So yeah, I, I imagine a lot of DJs use these because you need something with isolation, so that way you're not hearing all the stuff that's happening out there. I guess <laughs> if you if you like play in like a big arena or something i don't know dude what am i I, i'm just doing a podcast man i'm not i'm not gonna be doing this on stage (laughs) with loud music and stuff i mean yeah who knows you know people maybe have aspirations to do things like that and most of us don't get to do things like that so yeah I just, uh, I like the studio stuff. I just like to have my own little home studio and just do my own little things. But yeah, yeah, you got a lot of selection out there. I think now is the time for just a lot of selection out there. Uh, never been a better time to do a podcast, uh, except for the fact that most of the microphones are out of stock right now. I'll just let you, let you know right now and probably for a little while, because from what I know that if you even want to get a hold of a condenser microphone, that's within price range. And when I mean within price range, I'm talking about 300 or less, or maybe even 400 if you want to go 400, like the SM7B. But uh, yeah, forget getting one of those because they are sold out all the way, I believe, until September. So, or even maybe October. By the time this podcast gets out, I don't know. It could be even further. So, yeah. Um, so, if headphones or microphones or whatever phones don't do it for you, then you definitely got studio monitors. And let me just advise studio monitors for here for a minute. There's all kinds of types of, uh, you know, like uh, speakers or whatever. And uh, if you're just, you know, starting out... <laughs> studio monitors if you decide to go that route if you're not going to do any kind of recording with a microphone or anything because if you got a microphone your whole thing is going to be doing microphone stuff you know things on a microphone or whatever or whether it's a podcast or singing or whatever you're you're not going to want to go with uh speakers anyway you're going to want to go with some headphones but uh if you decide that you just want to mix and you just want to listen back to your music you make you know just just get a decent you know affordable pair of monitors because you might change your mind you might want to go with a pair of headphones right so they you know the one that i kind of recommend is like uh something just like you know regular three inch multimedia monitor for now uh i i I believe i paid what was it like 100 for a nice pair of alasis i believe they're an mk2 it's this isn't the, the exact one I got. I know that they do redo a lot of their designs and stuff, but there was I believe it was like called like an MK2. These ones are actually five inch uh, powered stu- studio monitors. And uh, if if all you're gonna do is listen to music and stuff, they work pretty good. Now the bass response on it ain't gonna be the best, but. Uh, yeah, something that's around like a hundred, maybe a hundred and fifty bucks is not too bad. Uh, now, for just a little tabletop monitor, I mean, you're talking they can go up into some crazy price ranging, and um, I mean that is the thing that kind of made me go against uh, monitor speakers. Is that like the first page I'm even on here looking at monitor speakers? I mean, you got. First off, not even, you know, the monitor speaker. You're talking about they have, like, uh, monitor stands. So the first thing that you'll definitely get talked about when it comes to having monitor speakers is how you're going to actually have them standing or sitting on your desktop or something to isolate them from having any kind of interference or whatever, which I think is probably all bull crap. But who knows? Um, you know, just put them on your desk, whatever, you know, if, if anything. Um, but... Uh, yeah, for just a pair of JBLs, you're talking five inch powered studio monitors. These come with stands. So cool. I guess, uh, it goes for about three fifty seven. Then the next one is an ATC. And this is <laughs> how I know the prices go really insane is that this is a pair of three way powered studio monitors, 6.5 inches for $8,000. 
So we already went from $357 to $8,000, and that's not even the cheapest one. <laughs> they go on upwards to like twenty grand for one speaker. So, uh, yeah, there's a wide variety of monitor speakers. So, uh, again, I would know nothing about that. That is some, you know, some stuff that's like kind of like, yeah, I wish for it, but nah, not really, not gonna happen. No way, dude. No, you, you, you can't. Okay, geez, one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. PMC BB six XBD. A twin 15-inch three-way reference monitor. Whoa, $125,000. You could buy a house for that. Yeah, I'm just going to think about that for a minute. You could buy a house. Maybe not the best house, but you could buy a house for $125,000. Oh, wow, that is crazy. Those, I mean, they must be amazing for $125,000. I wonder what a... I wonder what a, a vinyl record would sound like on that, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Before we go too deep, I'll just back out of that. Um, but besides that, uh, to be completely honest, uh, I completely just discarded the whole idea about monitor speakers and went straight to a loudspeaker. Now, this is just my recommendation. And like I said, uh, you know... Uh, just just take my advice as it is, you know, I'm not a professional, but they they actually make really good loudspeakers, you know, and if you wanted to have something to monitor on and if you plan on, you know, playing your music in front of a crowd, I would actually say that to test it on a, a loudspeaker would actually be a good idea. And uh, I actually have two. Uh, well, they don't they don't sell them anymore, but they're discontinued. But you might still be able to find them somewhere like on eBay or something. Who knows? At a good price. Uh, Alasis actually makes really affordable stuff. And this particular speaker I got is an amazing quality speaker. I mean, they they are like tanks. Uh, it's called the Alpha 115 by Alasis. And it's a thousand watt loudspeaker with built-in Alasis DSP. Again, they're discontinued technically by Alasis, but you can actually search them and probably find them. But they go for about two ninety nine a piece. So for about six hundred bucks, you can get two of these guys, and with stands, I think like another hundred bucks. And right there, like under a thousand dollars, you have an amazing, bumping, huge speaker. I mean, and to tell you how powerful they are if I could just put in perspective, I guess they actually are, uh, they're not passive. They're actually powered. So these things actually have a thousand watt, uh, you know, power supply in the back of them. So pair them together. You have, you know, 2000 Watts of power practically, uh, with a, you know, a professional mixer, which is also probably amplified somewhere between three and 500 more Watts. Um, these things are way loud. You will never, ever need to put them up higher than maybe like right off, like maybe a quarter way up. Maybe. I mean, depends how big you're, you know, you're actually, you know, your studio or whatever. Uh, even that's excessive, I think, but uh, maybe like an eighth the way you turn them up and that that's enough power, enough response, enough clarity. I mean, the drivers on these things are super clear uh, to, to basically monitor anything you're going to do ever in, in, in any program. Now, they might be excessive, but they're they're definitely really clear, like I said, and awesome. Uh, anytime I want to get a good loud sound, a good responsive sound, uh, I turn these guys on and they do the trick. And the, they have some incredible low, low tone in them too, not just all high and treble and everything like that, even though that's kind of, you know, that's its main focus is the drivers on them are incredibly loud. You could probably have these things blaring in your neighborhood. In fact, true story, uh, the neighbor across the street from my house actually uh, heard, you know, like something playing, like, you know, some music, or whatever. I was actually playing like, you know, some electronic music and stuff. And uh, I was driving him really loud. <laughs> I must have because he came over and knocked on my door. He's like, whoa, that's coming from your house? Like, oh, my gosh. And, like, the walls of my house were actually vibrating. It was that loud. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, 
you ju- just imagine getting like an 18 inch subwoofer or because <laughs> they do sell those too. You could even just hook up a sub to it and uh, you could literally blow the roof off your house. Probably actually, no, not probably you could uh, break some windows or something. Definitely. Uh, but I don't recommend that. Don't do that. Uh, just use them as like, you know, monitors you know because to be honest with you anything that's over a grand for a pair of headphones or a pair of speakers in my opinion is insane i can't imagine spending that kind of money on that especially since it's just a hobby i'm not making money off this maybe if you're making money off of it and you just want to have the best of the best i guess then maybe that's something that you would do i don't know not something i would do uh maybe you would um but yeah, um, besides that, I mean, Mackie makes pretty good uh, monitors, I guess. Mackie, um, these are just like some basic multimedia ones. They go from 89 to 139, so it's not too bad. The CR4. So if you wanted just a basic, like I said, basic, basic, that go with that, man. The Mackie, the Mackie CR4. I think that's pretty good. Uh, they do make a higher series, the HR824 MK2s. It's more in the six and seven hundred dollar range. And like I said, if you're gonna go that high, you might as well just get loudspeakers. Get loudspeakers. I'm telling you, it's cool. You have a lot of fun with it, especially with mixing and your, you know, if you do use a, uh, um, what do you call uh, a mixer. Duh. Uh, if you use a mixer and you're mixing things, you can you can make them sound really good, and you can you basically you'll hear everything. I mean, it's a loudspeaker, so um, yeah. And uh, again, you know, Yamaha makes them. Aratone. I don't know. I never heard of those guys. I I loud. Whatever. I don't know. No. <laughs> I loud. <laughs> and uh. Yeah, like I said, Alasis makes a good pair of them right now called the Elevate 5 MK2. Great sound, fantastic price, 159. Go with that if you're going to get monitors, but don't go don't go down that road of spending crazy money, you know? I don't think uh, you're going to notice too much. I mean, you might. I mean, to be honest with you, anything that's over a 1000 bucks, you're probably going to notice like, wow, blows your mind, you know? Bose makes a pair of loudspeakers that are like 3 grand, you know what I'm saying? And I bet you they sound amazing. Don't get me wrong, but they also put, don't forget though, they also put a lot of stuff in it to make it sound good. So if you're trying to monitor your, uh, your song you're making or whatever, you're probably going to get false, uh, positives in it because they're trying to make it sound good from the, from the beginning. And if they're doing that, if they're adding a lot of different, uh, spectrums, like boosting the bass and making the treble more clear and things like that, then you're not getting a true reference. And basically by what I mean is you want to get the reference of what you're actually doing. You don't want to hear it sound good at the beginning because when somebody else uses like their earbuds, they're going to say, wow, this sounds like crap. But then at the same time, it sounds amazing on your bows, right? Because they've been, they've been designed to do that. Uh, so you kind of want everything well-rounded. You want everything to, to work with everything, you know I mean? And the thing is, is most people listen to their music off their phone anyway, and they're using headphones. So if you use a pair of headphones, there's nothing wrong with that. Just get a nice pair of headphones. Uh, so that's kind of where that, I would say that's where the medium is. It's not like everybody's going to be bumping your music with like, you know, an amazing, uh, geez, what's this one company? There's a company that makes an amazing amplifier for your home theater. I believe it's like, uh, geez, I don't even know. I have to look it up, but it's quite amazing. I mean, they make some incredible sound systems and stuff. And you'll you'll never even recognize any of these companies because you'll you don't ever hear them being advertised because they're so specialty and they're they're so uh, you know out there you know. But I mean, some of these you'll probably recognize, like Neumann. Neumann makes monitor speakers like two thousand bucks, six ninety nine, all the way down to four ninety nine. I guess they don't make it nothing crazy affordable, but they make you know they make them. You know, Presonus, Presonus. I've heard of those guys. KRK. I keep seeing those in here. I don't know. I never heard of KRK. Oceanway Audio. Yeah, that's a bit of a more expensive one. Oceanway Audio, ten grand up to twenty-one grand. Dude, crazy, 
Crazy, crazy. And most of the people that are using these programs and DAWs and things like that, they're just doing it on their laptop and whatnot. Just get some headphones. I mean, I see right here, <laughs> there's an advertisement with the guy's got a laptop sitting there and the giant monitor speaker sitting next to it. It's crazy. Buy a better computer, to be honest with you. I, I, I would rather take that money and buy a better computer rather than uh, spend it on a, you know, a speaker or something like that. You know, I mean, again, like I said, headphones. Yeah, that's why I decided to go with headphones because why? What's the point? You know, I'm just doing this, like I said, as a hobby. I do a pretty good mixing, by the way. I mean, I believe I do. A lot of it sounds pretty decent. I don't have a problem with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I don't have to have a $35,000 pair of speakers to tell me whether it sounds good or not. You know, but some people, some people are what they call like audiophiles or whatever. Or audio, I don't know. They're, they're like really, really into it. This is their life. You know, this is what they do. This is what they discuss all day long. And this is what they try to promote too. And they have conventions where people go and they actually have a really crazy expensive stuff, including like uh, turntables and stuff that's like, you know, super futuristic. That's like on a magnetic plate that floats in the air. It looks like it's a UFO or something like that. And like just even for like a, a vinyl record player, I mean, I think I've seen them go up to like $100,000. <laughs> and it's, it's all design, you know, I mean... <laughs> Uh, what's going to be any different if you just get a good high-end uh like needle for your for your record player or you know you just get a decent one or whatever uh versus like a 30 to a hundred thousand dollar deal but uh jbl jbl professional looks like jbl's got a lot of stuff yeah, I've in JBL they seem like they're pretty good. They they they're pretty reliable. I've heard them, you know, uh, you know, in home audio and things like that and uh yeah, JBL. I remember JBL a lot actually, to be honest with you. JBL's been around for a long time. But I I even still have a pair of like Yamaha, like I mean these things are made in the 80s, like a Yamaha set, stereo set. Uh these are loudspeakers. Uh, for your home theater, yes, uh, and uh, just an Onkyo receiver, and those things sound amazing. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, you know, it's it's pretty comparable with what they sell today. You know, to be completely honest, I don't I don't really see the technology getting so crazy in sound that you have to go out and buy new speakers every year. But computer technology is always advancing pretty quick, and of course, if you you're into computer stuff you know you want faster computer speeds and things like that uh, yeah like i said invest in a better computer that that's one of the things i'll probably be doing in the years to come is looking into computer stuff 2021 is going to be the year of the computer uh, from what i heard the technology is going to reach a new pinnacle around that time and that's going to be some of the best stuff you can get for probably, you know, who knows how many years or whatever, because everything's so obsolete after it comes out. Uh, I believe that they'll start topping out at certain speeds until they start doing like quantum computing. And if that's even going to hit the pub, I mean, the public ain't going to be able to use that stuff anyway. That stuff needs to be crazy laboratory controlled and everything and all that quantum computing. But just imagine when that becomes a thing, if that's even possible later on. But yeah, so uh, pretty much sound, headphones, speakers, mixers. Oh, yeah, mixers. Mixers are, are you know, they're pretty good. They're pretty good uh, to learn, you know, if you don't know anything about mixing. Um, you could start with something simple, like just a simple mixer, and just kind of like uh, mess around with it, see if you can, you know, adjust the EQs and stuff, and... I do recommend getting into like physical, like, you know, mixing and things like that. Uh, now, when uh, when I'm doing things on my computer, um, I, uh, I use my, uh, my Tascam 24. Uh, when it's in USB mode, it pretty much just uses it like an audio interface. And then you have your channels. You can select your channels and stuff. Uh, but uh, if you're, do, you're using it like in a live environment, um, you can uh, 
you know, just be hands on and stuff. And some people like to be hands on, you know, it's kind of cool to have something physical to, to kind of manipulate and, uh, to be able to use and function and stuff. And then of course, you know, like if you're into modular synthesizers and, uh, analog synthesizers, uh, it's, it's probably the choice to go to, you know, unless you're working with the, like a lot of DAW stuff and everything. But, uh, but yeah, mixing is also kind of really interesting. I mean, there's just so much you can go in depth on it, you know, that even to like, just talk about it. I don't even know if you could really learn anything by me talking about it, but you kind of have to physically see it. But, uh, working with, uh, mixers, professional mixers, even just like, you know, basic mixer. I mean, geez, I don't even think they even sell an Oasis mixer anymore. The first one I used was an Alexa or an Alasis, Alasis, um, FX 16, a 16 channel mixer. Okay. So they still sell a eight and they sell, you know, rack mount versions of it or a, a four, a four channel. <laughs> it's tiny for a hundred bucks. I mean, if you don't know anything, just get like a hundred dollar one and mess around with it, you know, plug it in your computer. They're all USB, I believe. Yeah. This one's USB for a hundred bucks. This one doesn't even have a fader though. It's a knob based one. What about one with the fader? Uh, try to get one with the fader. Yeah. I mean, either way, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you're just, you know, manipulating the volumes and everything, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's always kind of cool to mess around with that. And then, uh, you know, send audio to your computer and record it or whatever into your DAW and all that. And just uh, have a good old time, you know. That's kind of like the last piece that puts everything together. Instead of having, like, you know, just an audio interface. Because, I mean, let's face it. If you if you wanted to get an audio interface, and we're just talking about, like, an Apollo, that's probably the one I would probably pull up because that's the most talked about. Now, if, as far as I know, Apollo, the Apollo Twin is probably the more common one people tend to navigate to towards i guess uh as far as i know it's like just a two input yeah man it's just a two channel mic one and mic two it just has the apollo twin this thing is like thirteen hundred dollars from what i hear the sound quality though is like it's one of the better ones you can get UAD powered plugins includes some sort of lunar recording system. Uh, supposedly it's like the end all be all of everything in audio. That's what they promote, I guess. But I mean, come on, you don't really need a $1,300 two input. You know, that's what I'm saying. Two input. It's only got two inputs unless you only have like two things you want to record. Or you can go to a $3,000 one that has like eight inputs yeah. And uh, again, like I said, it's, it's professional equipment, I guess, but, uh, you might as well go with the mixer, you know, you can get like a 16 channel mixer for not too bad. I know that, uh, I know that, um, who makes it Behringer, Behringer and, uh, Mackie. Mackie is the one I was thinking of. Mackie makes a pretty decent one too. But Tascam, that's the one I'm using, the Tascam 24. I mean, it's a 24 channel mixer for a thousand. And I mean, there's really, I don't know, I don't think you can beat that. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, Mackie 16, 499. So this is like a 16 channel mixer. And uh, yeah, that's a lot of tracks, you, you know, to work with. It's got stereo tracks and everything. To, uh, yeah, it's got stereo tracks as well. The nice thing about having stereo track inputs is that you can uh, plug in something that has stereo, uh, such as like maybe like you want to record some audio off of your turntable or you want to record audio off of your stereo pedal. You know, I have a uh, reverb stereo pedal from Big Sky and it's cool to have a stereo effect going into a stereo channel in your mixer. It sounds really good. So that's always cool. But then, you know, that's where also everything comes in handy when you have a DAW because you also have all these extra sound effects and VSTs you can put in. So you don't really necessarily need anything 
to, uh, you know, anything external to plug in. So that's also pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, just to, you know, sum it up, that's kind of like the idea. So uh, what do we learn today? I, who knows? You know, I mean, nothing maybe, but uh, at least, you know, headphones are a good way to go. You know, audio-wise, headphones are always a good choice. Uh, speakers, I would probably say, is like secondary maybe. I don't know. Especially if you're just doing this on a laptop or something like that. You probably just want to get a good pair of headphones. And just keep in mind, though, that a high-impedance headphone might not work with a laptop directly if you plug it right in. Uh, you'd have to get a low-impedance 32 or 80 or something like that because the volume won't be very loud. Now, the great thing about this uh, Bear Dynamic 770 I have, I have a Tascam 24 with a stereo headphone out, and uh, I can actually turn the volume up. Like I said earlier, I had that pair of Beats Studios, and uh, that thing was battery-operated, and it was a low impedance. That thing would, like, blare like crazy. It would, like, almost get overloaded. And this pair of headphones, I can actually turn it up, like halfway up, when I'm like monitoring something and get some incredible detail. And that's, that's like I said, the great thing about having a high impedance is that you have a lot more great detail. And that detail is going to come in handy when you're, uh, you know, recording a podcast or if you're monitoring a song you made or something like that. Or maybe some cool sound effects, like this one. You want to have some cool sound effects happening and then... And then you want to have that kind of fade in a little bit more, and I can hear it kind of going in the background and, you know, talk over it and stuff. Oh, man, that's crazy. But, uh, yeah, stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, headphones kind of make it happen. So uh, greater detail... You know, you can use a microphone. I mean, imagine if you had a pair of studio monitors and you're talking into a microphone. You'd have to turn them way down because you're just going to get, you know, you're going to get feedback. And if you don't feed, you know, if you don't know what feedback is, if you record that into your microphone, you're just going to have like a bunch of like duplicates of yourself, you know, kind of phasing in and out and distorting your track and stuff. I don't think that would be the ideal thing to do. So especially if you're doing podcasting, you've got to have a pair of headphones unless you just take the headphones off. I, you could just take them off and just talk like this, but it just, it's, it gets kind of weird if you're not listening to yourself. Uh, I mean, you still kind of are cause you can just hear yourself in the natural realm. That's kind of weird, but I'm kind of, I kind of like to have headphones on. It kind of feels like there's something I'm doing important, you know, to have headphones on. If I take them off, I'm just talking into the microphone. I don't know what's even happening if I do that. <laughs> now I sound crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. The word yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, how about we uh, we go ahead and uh, we round out this show with a little bit of uh, reverb and delay. And uh, we'll uh, just go ahead and uh, say thank you for listening to the podcast. If you made it this far, you get to the uh, reverb and delay version of the show. Really cool. Yeah, headphones. And uh, you can really hear the stereo effect that's happening on this delay and reverb with a pair of headphones. Maybe not so much with a pair of speakers. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> that's what's cool about headphones. Yep. So uh, if you like the podcast, uh, I don't know what you would do to like it. Just have a good time and like it. Uh, if you hated it, um, then I have no suggestions for that. So just just like it. I mean, everybody is always trying to say like my stuff and subscribe to my stuff. I'm not going to do that. It's your choice. You know, I don't care if you like it or not. So, uh, yeah, just have fun, mix, do sound production, do some like, you know, cool 
stuff and FL Studios or, you know, there's a lot of great DAWs out there. There's a free one called Cakewalk. Uh, I believe they used to charge for it, but now it's free. And uh, I've been kind of delaying on trying it. I mean, I use FL Studios. What's the point to learn a new DAW, you know, I guess. But, uh, yeah, if you don't have money for a DAW, you can get a free one. And supposedly it's a really good one, Cakewalk. I believe that Bandlab, it's Bandlab product. So there's a whole community, I guess. Who knows? Uh, check it out. Uh, yeah, so that's all I have to say about that. So anyway, next time, maybe we'll talk about some more cool stuff, you know, some sort of sound stuff or some sort of like production things, you know, uh, maybe some, I was hoping there was going to be a cool sound I could play, but ooh, that was kind of cool. Yeah. So anyway... This has been the Life in Space podcast on headphones, sound gear, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'll just call it headphones. Uh, Yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll sign out and we'll see you on the next podcast. And let me see if there's any cool thing I can play here for you real quick before I actually leave. I like to put something at the beginning and the end, so... Yeah, let's see. Yeah, we'll just, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right. So everybody, I don't know, enjoy yourselves and enjoy something, something cool, something, something calm. How about this? Enjoy this. All right. Nice talking to you. See ya. This has been a Audio Surgeon production of Life in Space.